Dominic didn't say anything. He stepped out the front door and stormed past Shari, knowing she'd follow closely behind him. She sensed his irritation. I can leave if you'd like me to. Dominic didn't stop, nor did he turn around. Do what you want, but tell me now so I don't waste my time opening this thing for you. She didn't want to leave. She wanted information about him. She didn't know when she'd see him again, and she needed to get everything she could about him for Florin. I'm tired. I've been up all night, too. So after I get some sleep, I'll leave. Fine. He shoved the sleeping bag into her arms while he picked the lock. In less than a minute, he was successful. When the door opened, it made a sticky sound of suction, and a waft of stale air hit them both. Dominic walked in first, holding up his hand for her to wait there. The stench almost threw off his equilibrium. The few cobwebs he brushed away with his hand. He moved toward the back, opened the bathroom door, and saw a toilet seat attached to a dirty bowl. A few maggots were wrestling around on the toilet seat, and the smell was aggressively worse in the stall than if the door remained closed. Dominic noticed dirty needles, burnt spoons, and broken crack pipes on the floor. He shook his head toward Shari as she stepped up into the camper. I'd feel much better if you stayed in the house. You can barricade yourself in. Shari's nose scrunched up. A little dirt never hurt, Nightcrawler. I'm not that prissy. It's not about being prissy. It's about safety. This filthy dwelling still has a fresh stench of death and despair. I can feel the poison of your kind within these walls. And don't open the door to the toilet room. You'll get parasites just by poking your head in there. Her voice and face did not match her words. I can do this. I'm not going in the house, and if this doesn't work, then I'll find somewhere else to rest my head. Suit yourself. Shari took one step toward a small pull-out table and placed her personal items in the center. Next to them, she placed the beautiful brooch her mother had given her. Dominic turned from surveying the blankets on the bed and stopped at the sight of his mother's brooch. He walked toward it and reached his fingers down to touch it. The ruby eye sparked the memory of his mother's dirty, bloody hand, handing it to him just before she took her last breath. Shari snatched it off the table. What are you doing? He glanced from her face down to his mother's precious brooch made of gold and silver with high-quality gems. It's a nice piece. Where did you get it? None of your business. It's mine, so stay away from it. Sharna, he said, glancing into her eyes. Why do you insist on calling me by her name? It's irritating and outdated, and I don't like it. What? What do you mean, her name? Sharna. You keep calling me Sharna. That's my great-great-whatever-grandmother's name. She's like a bunch of generations back. Her name was Sharna? Shari nodded. Where was she from? I've no idea, and I don't care. The only reason why I know of her is because she's talked about by generation after generation. Apparently, she abandoned her daughter when she was only three years old, probably ran off with some guy. Dominic took a step back and stumbled over a bucket on the ground. He braced himself and stared at Shari. He remembered when Sharna had first turned into a vampire, and he had found her in the woods alone. In her despair, she had whispered a name repeatedly through gut-wrenching sobs. It can't be, he thought. But he had to know, had to ask. 
The three-year-old's name was none of your business, Shari glanced at her watch. You have eight minutes to burrow yourself into your nest before the sun comes up, but when we wake, I have questions that you'll need to answer. Dominic wasn't worried about the sun, but he didn't want her to know that. He glanced one last time at the brooch in her hand before he turned to open the door. He had so many questions, but now wasn't the time to ask them. If she knew he could walk outside during the day, it might raise many more questions that he wasn't prepared to answer. Before you go, he turned back, his hazel eyes soft. Where are you from? He turned back around to open the door. With his back to her, he whispered, somewhere dark and cold. He left the camper, but heard her prop something, probably a kitchen chair, under the doorknob, as if that would stop him or any other supernatural from entering the camper. Besides, with Shari sleeping that close to him, sleep wasn't something he planned to do.